message and was like, what is this CC interview thing? Dang. You got people yeah. following you. Yeah, I know, right? That's awesome. All right. Here we go. Let me hit the timer. Just so I know. All right, cool. Welcome to the very first episode of Catholic Creatives Podcast, where we're going to be interviewing some interesting creatives um, in the field. Designers, I'm here with Anthony D'Ambrosio. What's from, up, Edmund? Where are you from, Anthony? If, like, Anthony D'Ambrosio from, what would I say you're from? From like, my nuts? family of origin or like, you know, where uh, I live? <laughs> what, <laughs> Anthony D'Ambrosio from Italy, right? Yeah, yeah from Italy. And uh, I'm Edmund Mitchell. I'm a passionate member of Catholic Creatives. And so we're just going to be talking. Hopefully, this will be an ongoing series where we interview some of the amazing people behind um, the Catholic Creatives group. Um, Not just behind the organization, but also the people who are part of it, because there's a lot of really interesting uh, and talented people in there. Um, So, Anthony, thank you for taking the time to talk to me, as if we don't talk enough already together. (laughs) Yeah, so my so I want, I want in these interviews real quickly at the beginning, um, I want to keep them short, but at the beginning, I, I just want to touch on maybe just your background uh, in general. So just background, like where you're from, family of origin. You also have an interesting, um, you know, a little bit of a story. Your father um, in the Catholic world is a pretty big name as well. So I don't know if, if you could summarize maybe your background and origin like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm as close to being a preacher's kid as you can kind of get in the Catholic world. Uh <laughs> So I have an identical twin brother. Uh, we are the oldest of five. My twin beat me out by one minute, so he got like Ooh. the family name and stuff. But uh, yeah, we uh, were you know we grew up as the children of a like PhD in theology, who's also kind of like a big Catholic name and goes around giving talks and parish missions and stuff. Um, so definitely had like a lot of that real intense faith. Uh, classical education growing up, which is awesome. Homeschooled until seventh grade. Uh, then we went to, we were thrown to the wolves in public school, which was like uh, quite a fun experience. Um, <laughs> learned how to untuck my shirt at that point and all of that, but, uh, which was important for social skills. So uh, yeah, then um, I don't know. What else? What else do you need to know there? So, uh, your father, Dr. Marcellino D'Ambrosio, also doctor known as Dr. Italy, which I think is a pretty cool, (laughs) a pretty cool moniker that he can just have that country. Um, (laughs) and so, uh, homeschooled then into in high school, public school, is that what you said? Uh, seventh grade. So seventh grade middle school. So, So then in high school, what was kind of, uh, what were you really into in high school? Yeah. Uh, I was into skateboarding, and then from there was into uh, into music. So mm-hmm. my were you in a band? You yeah. in a band? Yeah, yeah. I was a scene kid. I had the you know uh, scene side bangs and and like the girl ban- pants and uh, you know bandanas and all of that. Every once in a while, dipped yeah. into some of the eyeliner, you know. Um, but uh, <laughs> not much has changed. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nothing's changed at all. Uh, yeah, so. No. so- but we Sorry, were uh, good, very good. like we were just really into becoming uh, like a warp tour band. You know that was the dream in high school, and oh yeah, just really went after that. So yeah. um, played a lot of shows and played a lot of emo stuff. <laughs> Released some albums, you know, did the whole thing. Were, 
Were you were you have it? Were you selling stuff? Were you selling like T-shirts and swag and stuff like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you dig deep enough, you can find some of our T-shirts like roaming around the internet. It's pretty. Uh, I don't know. Pretty funny to see somebody wearing it. <laughs> I'd love to, I would love to find that. Uh, so so because I I know a little bit more about you. This is kind of hard to to phrase the questions for someone who doesn't know you, but I know that then then later you got a lot into marketing. Um, and those types of things after ministry, but I don't know if you could speak maybe to what what was going on with your band in relation to maybe like what you do now or what you love doing or the you know the rest of your life. Some of the things that you were learning when you were uh, in that band. Yeah, well, so there's a lot wrapped up in that question actually, and I think that my experience as being a an artist really started there, like. I, I loved to draw and stuff when I was a kid, but when I was in high school doing the band thing, it, it became art was a business. It was like I had to figure out how to become successful. And not only that, but like I had to encounter all of the sort of public image stuff that comes with being an artist, you know, like all of the other artists that you're, you're playing with are your friends, but they're also your like intense competition um, mm-hmm. to never be trusted and like everybody that's not in the art scene world, like they're looking in on it, thinking these people are all like really weird and um, kind of judging from the outside. So there's like a really intense kind of sense of, I think, homelessness within, um, I think within artists when, when we're growing up, at least in, in public school, it can be really, really difficult to like figure out a spiritual sense of home, especially because mm-hmm. I think in the Catholic world, there's not a lot of places for artists to really feel like they've got a way to serve or be connected to the community. So the band was our solution to that. Like to me, it was like, this is the way that I'm going to kind of like find identity and belonging as an artist and and make my way. And uh, to get to Warp Tour, it was like, I got to figure out how to get people to buy my CD and like me and like come to the shows and, you know, play all those sort of like, uh, self-promotional games. So, I mean, back then it was like, web was, you know, a lot of really, really kind of informationally websites. And then MySpace hit and everybody was all about that. So we just kind of figured out how to do marketing on MySpace. And that was like first experience of doing social media marketing, you know, is using that to get people to shows. So, yeah. Yeah, that was like, it's like the MySpace was kind of the first place where I think a lot of bands really took up the whole like, okay, social media is a way that we definitely do need to market. So right. that's interesting that you're one of the ones that were there. Uh, so after after high school, maybe to fast forward a little bit, then there's a there's a space in there where I don't know much about you because you then become really involved in ministry, don't you? Mm, yeah, yeah. So I think that's a, a whole sort of part of my like faith testimony, but towards the end of the high school career, my brother and I both had like a, you know, we had grown up with the faith just in front of us all the time. And there was, you know, just a lot about being a preacher's kid that sort of makes you resistant to it. Um, I felt like I, I knew everything in my head, but definitely didn't have any sort of like sense of what the faith really meant in my heart. And so had a really significant conversion experience where I, you know, fell in love with God and specifically in adoration through like a uh, life teen kind of retreat. And at that point, 
I, <laughs> I really knew God was like speaking to me and I can go into that later, but like, there's a whole story there, but God was just really speaking to me in a way that was saying like, this isn't what I have planned for you. You know, this isn't, this isn't it for you. And it's really painful, but, um, kind of gave the band thing over to God and let it break up. Um, the guys right after, you know, that semester, uh, all of them went on war tour, you know, like they, oh, they got the dream, you know, and dang. Uh, I, uh, I kind of left it behind, you know, and that must have been rough. Yeah. I left it behind. They went to work tour and I went to seminary and had to cut my wow. hair, tuck my shirt back in and wear khakis, um, all the time. So yeah. it was like the absolute reverse of like everything that I had kind of like <laughs> learned yeah. and, and grown up into, uh, through my, my time with that band, but got into seminary mm-hmm. and got into ministry after that. Cause what else do you do when you graduate with a uh, philosophy degree and, uh, decide not to be a priest? <laughs> yeah. so you did discern, you discerned, uh, for not, not for the priesthood and then decided to go into ministry with that background. And then where did, where did you end up in ministry at that point? I came back down to Dallas, Texas and became a music minister, uh, slash youth minister at a church, kind of mega church up in Frisco. So started doing building up ministry and doing discipleship. Mm-hmm. And what, th- then there's that transition then from ministry to do what you do now. If you kind of explain that transition. Yeah. So we're going fast I, through your life, man. Yeah, I know, this I know. Like, we got to fast forward. It's like a near-death <laughs> experience. You're just like flashing yeah, through no. it all. No, it's great. I uh, So I think every youth minister that's really like uh, worth their salt has some kind of side hustle. That's a, that's a generalization. I know that's not totally true. But like it's so often that I meet like a youth minister that's really entrepreneurial and they're really growing their ministry. And then on the side, they've got something that they've like, you know, started. And for me, that was freelancing, doing marketing. Um, mm-hmm. I started by just writing and had my own website that I was doing SEO for and selling stuff on. And um, then just kind of grew from there doing it for a lot of other people. And um, in the last couple of years, I, I linked up with a agency down here in Dallas that mainly worked in, uh, in music. And funny thing about that was they, uh, they actually were involved in producing a lot of the shows that I played uh, in in high school. So, like, I had run into these guys before, not really even knowing them. And uh, we started working together and then slowly, like, revealed to each other that we knew each other back in high school. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, strangely, yeah, we just kind of, like, realized that. But, um, no, we got, we got really into uh, doing marketing, social media, web for, for small businesses. So that was how I kind of entered into the uh, career path that I'm on now. What, what was the, I mean, obviously you had like a first gig while you're still doing youth ministry working in that, but what was, what was maybe the one turning point where you thought I'm really going to go full time in this or I'm really kind of leave ministry behind? Or was, <laughs> it, was it, was it like a specific client? Was there a specific moment with these other people? Yeah. It, I, it was a very slow thing. I have to be honest. I, when I started youth ministry, I knew I'm not, I'm not going to do this forever. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. be growing up some other craft. And I had the, I had this decision where I was like, I know that I need to be getting ready to leave now. Like 
my time as a youth minister is, is coming to an end. I've put everything that I have into it and now life is moving on. And I was like, I know that I can either go back to school and pay a lot of money and then come out with no experience, or I can just, uh, get paid for learning and therefore like set up the, the internship. That was when I linked up with, um, Z interactive officially. So mm-hmm. I started with them interning and then just worked my way up, uh, doing sales. And as I, as I did it, um, I think the first few clients that I really like sold and got to own and got to like manage the other, you know, subcontractors working under me with it. I just was like, man, this is really fun. Um, getting to help somebody's baby turn into a reality and really like succeed. I loved it. And I love the startup world and, um, everybody kind of putting everything that they have their whole heart into their lives. Like I love being able, able to be around people like that and help them to achieve what they want, you know? Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to pause real quick. What, what would you say to someone who's maybe a youth minister or someone who is in a job that might be different to a field that they want to transition into? What would you say to someone as they're making that discernment? Like as they're kind of wavering, because I know there are a lot of people who might be in a field that they traditionally grew up with or they or their education led them to that field they have this side hustle or they have this other thing and they're trying to decide should i go all in should i risk it should i do it slowly the transition should i ever even just make this more than just a hobby like what would you say to someone listening who has that kind of situation i i would say two things one youth ministry is is awesome but right now the church doesn't have a clear path of advancement from that into other kind of higher levels of ministry that's developing. But I think we all kind of know that there's a, a bit of a time limit if you're going to be the provider for a family. And if you, mm. you know, really want to provide well, um, there's kind of a, a ticking time limit on that. So I think everything that you do in ministry should really be like focused on growing yourself and, um, if you're really growing the ministry in terms of managing people, um, you're going to, to be learning during that time how to run a business and how to run an organization. Like the management aspect of it, like the hustle of like fundraising, of getting resources for yourself, all of that is just amazing, has so much amazing value for, for business in general. Um, but I would also say that you need people to bridge you out of the church, because when you're a youth minister, you are, you are going to be really consumed with it. And my, many of your friends are just going to be other people in ministry, um, yeah. other young adults, but very rarely do you get to feel like you have a life outside of that parish, um, or at least outside of the church. And, yeah. uh, the people that are going to do that are going to be the people that are <laughs> usually the parents of your kids, you know, like, Uh, at least for me, I had several mentors, several that like saw what I was trying to do and who appreciated it and who I was able to kind of reach out to and get support and mentorship from in business. And they really like helped me to, to reach out outside of myself. And then the second thing was like, you know, I, I really put myself out there in, in this internship thing. I was like networking and, um, I wasn't going to, to let myself just like kind of discern it abstractly. Um, and I think that's a big way of just getting, um, stuck is 
discerning things from a faraway vantage point and asking God for like a, you know, tell me which way to jump. You know, it, I, from my experience, it doesn't work like that. Like you ask a girl on a date, you know, that's how you figure it out. Like, you know, just like yeah. ask God if you should marry her from afar. Um, and so, yeah, I think get out there and like take some internships, do things that would be free, you know, do a lot of pro bono stuff where you're just like putting yourself in a position to like do something new and scary. Say yes to everything that comes your way. Just be like, yeah, I can do it, you know? Um, yeah. and then figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, that's what I would say. That was more than two that's things. A, but no, that's good. That's a good answer. So you're a man of many talents. I mean, like, like, I guess a, a lot of, I mean, our generation is so, uh, jack of all trades, I feel like, or we feel the necessity to be able to do so many different things. I mean, mm-hmm. music, business, art. I also know that you write poetry. Don't you write poetry? <laughs> yeah. A little bit? Yeah. How'd you dig yeah. that one up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I heard it in passing from me. But, um, okay. and, then, and then also having like this intense faith and, and the intersection of all of those things, I, I'm sure for you is where it gets really interesting. So maybe you could talk a little bit about how you see the intersection of art and faith or business and faith and then um where you see that in the future of the church maybe i mean i'm, I'm softballing yeah. you for catholic creatives to be completely honest yeah, with yeah. Everyone. oh my gosh but, okay yeah but uh i don't know just just riff on that a little bit and uh and this is hard just for everyone listening this is hard because we've talked so much about this stuff again and again at mm-hmm. coffee shops and at you know breakfast tables but uh, I don't know. I'm going to try to softball you and, and steer you a little bit. But yeah, yeah. The intersection of art, business, and faith. <laughs> and give three examples. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Art is the capacity for art is like the capacity for creativity. You know, it's, it's the capacity to see something um, or to hear something that is not yet created and then put it into practice to bring it into the world. And the church desperately needs people who have that sense of creativity that can partner with God and with the church to bring about new movements in the world. The same thing is true in entrepreneurship. Like right now is a time in the world where becoming a business owner is actually very easy. And um, that's because the tools that are out there for us to be able to like collaborate to start things to see something and then um see it through to a like to a a new reality i guess those are all there um so i think that creativity and entrepreneurship or like you know art and entrepreneurship are very deeply linked um and then in terms of faith i would say that like the the wellspring for creativity is god you know and the church has this philosophy of the human person that is like, you know, full of hope and of value, right? Like all of us are made in the image and likeness of God. We're all deeply valued. And therefore all of us have an incredible amount of things to offer to the world. And um, (laughs) I think one of the things that like the church has to teach the world is like how to value people and how to see them not just as cogs, you know, to like, fit into a machine to get to produce things like every single person has the value, the ability to be a world shifter and a leader and a mover. Um, I think that for Catholic creatives, like 
what we're really trying to do is to bring those, I guess, bring the people who have like been doing cool things on their own, um, who've been siloed and sort of isolated because they're on the front lines trying to make a vision happen that nobody else sees yet to bring them all together and to give them the sense of like value, you know, they are valued that what they're doing is important. And then also to give them the ability to collaborate with each other and communicate with each other. So they know that they belong in the church and to get the mentorship that they need to be able to really get to the next level in whatever they're trying to do. And that's going to be great for the church because like, everybody that's in that place like cares passionately about the church becoming more evangelistic, becoming more open, you know, and, uh, a, a better force for good in the world. So they're all starting yeah. ministries. The collaboration in the Facebook group. I mean, for those of you who might have just found this somehow, uh, yeah. the Facebook group for Catholic creatives, which you can, you know, request to, to, to enter into that and, and see the conversations and stuff. It's awesome. Like, it's so amazing seeing all these people that I personally have been following, like privately and just seeing like watching from afar and then seeing these people who really look up to you suddenly communicating publicly and like collaborating and talking about all these yeah. different things and, and jamming with each other is, is so cool. It's like one of the coolest things. And it's yeah. like, it, you sit back and go, where the heck were like, why has this not happened before? Yeah. And if it was, where was it? You know? And yeah. so it's so cool even just to be able to watch and see, uh, I know we've talked about this before, like to be able to see someone in a graphic design world communicating with someone like make, building an online website community with someone that does t-shirts with someone that like video, having all of those connections and, and people from these different um, backgrounds communicating is what's really yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that like I've been in many different like networking groups like this for creatives that the level of collaboration on this is through the roof compared to everything else. And the reason for that is that like we all have the same mission and that mission is so deeply shared because the only way that you're a young adult that is an artist that's like either working for the church or that really cares about your faith is that you've like, you've been through the fire, you know, you've been through like trials to hold on to that faith. So everybody that's in that group wants the church, not just kind of wants the church to be like awesome. They all like desperately are thirsty to see the church figure these things out. Um, and like, they're so willing to offer like advice and mentorship and what they know to each other in order to make that unified goal happen. There's just so much like unity within the community and it's awesome. Yeah. Um, real quick, because we're running out of time here, I want to get super practical. I want to I want to hit on your marketing, social media expertise for someone that is an amateur, maybe to that someone who thinks, and there's lots of people still too, like people my age, even that think, uh, I don't know, social media is a waste of time. Getting you know evangelizing on the internet. I don't. Well, actually, no. Let's not even say evangelizing. Let's just yeah. say for my business, for my company, for the design that I do. What is the biggest mistake that a, like a noob in the social media marketing kind of world, what is the biggest mistake for someone who says, you know what? Okay. I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try, I'll make a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest kind of like first, the biggest mistake you see the most often when people first get into that kind of space, it <laughs> well, doesn't have to yeah. be Catholics. It could be just anyone, anyone getting into yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it's going to be really hard to limit it because there's so many, <laughs> yeah. uh, man, I would Maybe say the most, the most common. Okay, the most common one is 
is setting up the page and then posting a couple times and then just like feeling overwhelmed and then stopping like, mm. or, or doing it and being like, Oh, I haven't gotten a whole lot yet. Like it's yeah. a lot of work. So I don't know, you know, um, that's like really, if you're not doing it, you're not going to learn. You're not going to figure it out. And it's already proven. Like we know that social media and, uh, the web, the interwebs are a amazing way, the cheapest way to market yourself. It's just, yeah. this is already proven. So if it's not working for you yet, like don't stop and say it doesn't work. That's just like an excuse. Yeah. Um, two, I would say one of the hugest mistakes is just a general business or organizational mistake, which is um, to not value branding um, or at least not to value the process of really clearly defining who you are in a like visceral and direct way. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody wants to market themselves to everybody. And if you want to market yourselves to everybody, you're not going to get anything. So yeah. you have to be willing to eliminate people from who you are trying to reach out to. And yeah. uh, that can be a little bit painful, but the more honed in you have your like message, you have your target audience defined, the better your marketing is going to be. If you, you know, are trying to market to 13 year olds or millennials, like it's not going to work. Like all of the millennials that are really into Japanese, like rock bands. Okay. That's a really defined niche. You can, you can get likes with that. Um, yeah. but trying to say like, Oh, I want to market to Catholics who are 35 to 50 who love God or want a sense of fatherhood in their lives. Like that's, that's not a defined audience and you got to really yeah. figure out how you're going to get it cut down. So for someone, for someone who's starting out on Facebook and is interested in, in testing what their audience is, would you suggest getting into Facebook ads and kind of playing with the, oh, the, yeah. targeting, the targeting there? Mm -hmm. I would totally do that. Uh, I would say because you can get, you can get even like their buying habits, right? Like you can, you can get super granular in uh, Facebook ad targeting where you can yeah. really test out like people who live, you know, in Dallas who are women ages 20 to 25 who have recently purchased something online and yeah. hate Trump. <laughs> like you can yeah, get yeah. super specific. <laughs> you can get, it's amazing. Um, I mean, you can, you can, go after like people who've bought like a Mazda, you know, like yeah. in the last 24 weeks, it, yeah. it's crazy. So you, I think with, with Facebook, you can like really, really get a lot of insights by using their ads. Um, I would also say that like, it's the cheapest amount of money that you're going to be able to spend on that information. So yeah. getting a, like three awesome ads, going out to three different ad audiences and then seeing which one responds best to it is a great way of testing your product or testing your idea before you actually spend a lot of money on it. If you do that first, then you're going to have a lot more like knowledge of how to build a product out in the long run. So, Solid. Yeah. Real quick. Um, what's a recent book, podcast resource, something you've come across that has given you a lot of uh, value in some way? So just a real quick recommendation. Oh, yeah. Could be anything. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is The Art of Learning. I, I think that that is an incredible book about um, how to learn. And it provides a fantastic foundation for how to approach your life in terms of like self-growth. Um, Do you know who yeah. the author is? I'll, have to look, I'll look it uh, up. But yeah. I'm interested because I, like, I feel like I've heard of this book. 
Yeah, I I forget it, but okay, that's fine. The guy's chess master. He was like the kid that oh yes, that was uh, Bobby Fisher uh, chasing Bobby Fisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Waitskin or anyways, yeah, Josh Waitskin. Yeah, there that's you go, it. Josh Waitskin. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so last thing, anything you want to say to the Catholic creatives audience, the the people that are. Uh, the 500 people in the group there, or the people, the by the time people are listening to this, the the 2,000 uh, really <laughs> inspired, awesome people that are in there. You know, anything you want to just you know say to them? Um, uh, I guess like I'm just kind of humbled to be able to like be a part of what's going on in the church, and um, I guess yeah, I'm praying for you, and I can't wait to meet all of you guys and share a beer, share some uh, awesome heart stories and uh, talk about how God is important to us and how art is important to us. I'm, I'm pumped to hear, hear all your stories and get to know you. Sweet. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm excited. Um, we're going to, we're going to try something. We're going to try rotating out the interviewer. So, um, you know, we'll probably have Anthony interview people and Gabby and, and uh, Marcelino and maybe we'll even get others. So, I mean, I mean, we could spend, we could just go through every single person in the Facebook group. Maybe eventually we'll get there, but it'd be really cool to, to do this format and kind of, you know, have give people a chance to kind of, you know, get to know someone a little bit better who's in the group. So um, thanks so much, everyone, everyone who's been listening and been supporting the group. And um, we look forward to putting out more stuff like this. Give us feedback, um, especially if you can. Uh, contact us either in the group or by email and yeah I hope you enjoyed this let us know what you thought and uh, if you have any suggestions for people that should come on the podcast let us know also give us feedback in uh, iTunes when this comes out in iTunes that really helps other people find the show um, especially when they're searching Catholic or searching creative so um, yeah God bless talk to you guys later yeah thanks, thanks, thanks guys. guys 